coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California. I'm Katie. I'm Anne. And I'm Karen. And this is the Strings Unraveled podcast. Welcome. Welcome to um, February. (laughs) What month is it? Um, right off the bat, we want to remind you guys that we have a Patreon. So if you are a fan of the podcast and want more, um, you could find us at patreon.com slash strings unraveled. Um, so thank you to everybody who has taken a look and checked that out so far. We appreciate you. Um, and today we have a little extra bonus treat. We did a little, um, special interview with, um, Kat Sylvia, who is a, um, jewelry designer and we'll get into it and let her you know tell you all about her self um and i will pop that at the end after we go through what we are working on and what we finished but make sure you stay tuned because we had a really lovely conversation with her and um yeah so who wants to start with what are they working on karen what are you working on <laughs> nobody ever volunteers so i'm just gonna start picking okay okay um i am working on another juniper um Cowl. I have a another class. I have a another class for it coming up. And even though I have my first sample in here, I decided to actually do a sample with the correct yarn weight. Mm-hmm. What a difference! <laughs> <laughs> um, I am crazy in love with this yarn. It's that Hobie Cashmere Blend Gradient. It's a beautiful um, color. It has a lot of yardage. And I'm like, I'm getting to the end of the ball. And according to to the pattern, I don't quite have enough, even uh-huh. though it's got like 800 yards. It plus. seems like the sort of pattern you could just stop, though, right? I absolutely can, because yeah. I guess I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if, I mean, it's one of those you're making puffs all over. So how do you know how, everyone makes puffs a little differently. And I guess I made puffs smaller here than I did with the other, pardon me, with the other one. Uh-huh. So I think I might have enough. It depends. Nice. I've got I have about seven more rounds and then I'm pretty much done. I'm just doing a top border and a bottom border. So it's cool. exciting seeing it move from like, I don't know, what do you call this color? It's like a persimmon. Yeah. Like yeah. A- and then it goes to like more of a salmon and then it goes to a different kind of persimmon. That's kind more of like beige-y. a bricky kind of color. Yeah, more of a brick. And then it's like, then it goes into the purples. Mm-hmm. So now I'm into the, You're at like the, a cool eggplant kind of color. Yeah, I'm at the eggplant color. Which... Make sure you check out our Instagram because we always forget to mention that we take pictures of everything that we talk about mm-hmm. or at least try to so that you can scroll through and yeah. see what we're talking about. So it's just puffs all day long. I'm going around and around in a spiral, making seven rounds of puffs and then doing an increase round where I, I, I have five spaces where I'll make two puffs instead of one. Cool. And it's very, very, very relaxing. And as usual, I did not remember to wind off. You're supposed to wind off like 15 yards before you start so that when you do the top finish, you'll oh. have some yarn reserve uh-huh. so it matches. So oh. it's not going to match. We'll have it's, a contrasting border. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. It'll look that. like you did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. So I did. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Excellent Nobody job. would ever know. <laughs> I dare you to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a dare? Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Challenge is not accepted. Oh. Uh, and then I'm working on, I know I posted about it, the Divine Scarf. Um, I'm about two-thirds through nice. that is fantastic Tell i love this. this okay 
it's one row repeat over and over again of half double offset half double crochet and I decided I was going to make it out of Noro. Gorgeous. The pattern calls for three colors in a stripey repeat, but um, I talked to the designer and she's even said, no, it could be a stash buster. Yeah. It can be whatever you, it can be scrappy. It can, so I've actually got two different types of Noro. I've got the cotton silk mohair, is the cotton silk blend the... Mm-hmm. Tayo? Not Tayo. It's cotton, well, it's Fiorisod. Ah, yes. Oh, the chunky one? Yeah, so it's a little more on the chunky instead of worsted, but then I'm pairing it with Kessie, which I had not known about before. Cool. So Kessie is more, it doesn't have the stripiness that, um, the self-striping that Nora is known for, but I like having, and it has a less yardage because it's a little heavier. I'm sorry, opposite. Furisode is more, is stripy, yeah, and Kessie is not. Um, so I have like, it's nice. You get these narrow pockets of stripes and then you have, it's just this, I don't even know what you call it. It's heathered, but it has all these really interesting little snippets of color. And, uh, yeah, the great thing about Noro is you get, ex- you want to keep going because you never, you, you don't know what color's next Yeah, it's or a- even how they pair up. And it's Love a nice that. long one. I will not be doing fringe because it's plenty long on its own. And it's a really big hook, too. It's like an I or... No, maybe it's, that's not that big. An I or J or something like that. But yeah, that's why... Um, how wide does it get? Because it's already pretty scarfy. <laughs> it is. Let's see. Do I turn that Is on? it more like wrap-like? It Just, is I'd a very long have, like, scarf. Eight inches at least of width, though. Oh, I'm not even done yet. No, yeah, it's a, it's a wide scarf. Um, I know, of course, I have the pattern on my phone, not on paper with yeah. me. But, um, it's beautiful. Or, let me think. Once again, I'm a liar. Here it is. <laughs> I am just all about lying. And... Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. So it's a beginner friendly, beginner friendly that was pattern. On camp, um, camp colors. It was on what? That pattern was on camp colors. That that brand that's closing down. <laughs> mm, maybe something similar. This I don't think the designer has done that yet because this came out unless camp colors came out. In February of last no. year. Oh, it's just something similar then. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. You can do the fringe or not fringe. And she does have like a little photo tutorial on how to make the fringe. If you've never done fringe. She actually has, yeah, has you, she tells you how to make them straight and everything. But as I did not save any of the Noro for fringe, I will not. And it's plenty long. Uh, let me look. You asked how big it was. It is 11 and a half wide by 83 and a quarter Ooh, long without, without fringe. pretty far, though. Total length is 87. Yeah. You probably have, what, eight inches? I there? picked six. Yeah, I'm a little short on on the on it, but I don't care because I just picked six colors, three of each, and I'm just going to go until I, I'm just about done. I kind it. of believe, like, every hat needs a pom-pom and every scarf needs fringe. Oh, you're a fringe believer. I'm a fringe. I'm a fringe believer. It does look great with fringe. Yeah. Mm. Anne's not convinced. <laughs> well, I I have, de- I'm decidedly not a fringe person oh, okay. because caring for your scarf with the fringe on it always makes me nervous. Yeah. So what I could do since <laughs> is I could just do five skeins and save the sixth one for fringe. You could do that. That is a possibility. Yeah. So you'll we'll have see to decide I... when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of fringe, mm-hmm. but it is fiddly. Yeah. I like making fringe. I just don't like caring for fringe. Yeah. I'm I, I'm not as I'm not as nice with my things. 
Anyway, I, I, there's a whole lot of other things, but that's all I'm talking about tonight. <laughs> cool. Because, you know, what would our life be like if it wasn't a circus of, of, of activity? Yeah. Um, well, I'm working on Halu. I don't know if that's how you say Halloo. it, but that's how I've been saying it. Halu. That's which is how a, I would say it. It's a Caitlin Hunter pattern that we are doing as a class. So I have um, started ahead of my students and I am working on bobbles right now, actually. Does. I am bobbling. It's beautiful. Thank you. I love that cotton. Have you made something else in a similar color? Is that just your go-to color, like top, like turquoises for me? Um, I don't know if. I'm sure I have. Um, it is called Wild Mustard. Um, it's Pearl Soho Good Wool, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which they make in colors now. It used to just be so natural. Exciting. Um, very exciting. Um, and I love this yarn. It's um, a very light... They, they're calling it a worsted. It, Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you could knit it totally out of worsted gauge because it's, it's got some fluff. Yeah. Um, because it's just 100% American wool. Um, but I'm knitting it at a DK gauge on a size six, and it's going to be perfect for this sweater. I'm very excited. It's amazing. Uh, the yarn itself looks very solid, mm-hmm. but in your knitted item, I see all the he- all the heathered hues. Yeah, there's like a little bit, like it's touch of gorgeous. green. There's tiny little bits of like an orangey color it's got this in it. Darker undercurrent to it. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. A, it's a cool color. Um, and this yarn is like. Real affordable. It's like 300 and something yards in a skein, which is awesome. Um, And it's from Pearl Soho, which means it's um, fulfilled in Southern California. (laughs) So you get it like in two days, which is also awesome. Um, So that's what I'm working on. I have finished the neckline ribbing and I am maybe a third of the way into my yoke chart. Um, But I'm having a great time. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um... Did anybody else start a temperature blanket this year? Or was that just me? Uh, just you. <laughs> I am doing a temperature cross stitch. Oh, cool. Yeah, which okay. I'm excited about, but really haven't actually started. Oh, well. <laughs> then you're already I'm behind. Still, I'm still well, no, no. 2022. It's good because they're just like nine by nine blocks. So oh, okay. once I get my uh, canvas set up, um, my, my Aida cloth, yep. um, it, I'll be able to catch up pretty quick. So I'm making a temperature blanket. I'm hoping that each podcast episode you can like check in on me and make sure okay. that I'm still working on it. You want some accountability. Guys. Yeah. Um, oh, so I, I have. I love the rainbow. I have 10 colors of Super Saver because I was like, I'm just going to go with yeah. something basic. And easy to replace. Exactly. I just bought one skein of each because I don't know which ones I will need more of. Yep. I think I'm already going to need more lavender. Um so, and I am caught up. I have to crochet today's row. Oh, it's so pretty. Oh, so I is, love it. I'm just doing one row of single crochet a day of the high temperature. So within my range. Width. It's, yeah. So what I did was I did a swatch and I figured out my stitches and my rows per inch so that if I have to make 365 rows, how long is this blanket going to mm-hmm. be? And then I chose an appropriate width to sort of match it. So Balance it's a it very out. generous size so blanket. So it's one row per day? One row per day. Oh. And um, <coughs> I am weaving in my ends as I go. And I'll just trim You're them all off. citizen. Right? Because I knew that I would not take the time to, to finish it. Yep. So we had a couple days. My dark purple is my coldest color. I have two rows of that. And then we just finally got to turquoise, which means it's been in like the high 60s. It was 70 degrees yesterday in Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got to put some turquoise in, which is very exciting. Um, and I get to do another row of turquoise today. So I'm working on. It's beautiful. Thank you. A temperature blanket. 
Very fun. Easy. Um, I think one of these years, I want to do one using the lows of the day. Yeah. Because we had a couple times where the snowflake went on on my yeah yeah car it's, <laughs> yeah our tv I've, like puts on like the google page uh-huh. um from google home and so several mornings which i'm sure it's even colder at you guys houses mm-hmm. it's been like 35 yeah. 36 it's been cold so i love saying because that like i think 36 is maybe two degrees celsius and i'm like stop opening the door it's two degrees out there and they're like what <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. two degrees. Okay, Celsius. No one knows what kind of degrees you're talking about. Um, I've seen um, a lot of beautiful temperature quilts recently where people are doing, like you do like a half square triangle of the low and the high. Oh, I like that. Oh, and that's cool. pretty cool too. And that's like a quick and easy kind of yeah. thing. Um, do they do like like 30, like the width would be 30 squares, so like each stripe, each like one row would be one month? I don't, yeah, I don't know how it's laid out. I haven't done that much research. I just saw one person bring in um, the top that she had finished of last year's temperature quilt, which was very fun to see. And then she had like um, month markers where it was just like a plain square between. And then she said she was going to go in and like, she was giving it as a gift. So she was going to stitch like little hearts in for like their birthdays or things like that, which I thought was very sweet. Oh my God, that's adorable. Yeah. And you can get like really crazy with like. If it snowed, I'm going to put bobbles in the row. Or if it rained, oh, I'm going to do this. Have you guys seen yes. the girl? Yes. <laughs> Who <What>? tracks <laughs> a bodily function yeah. a day. I and have she no does, idea what you're talking about. She does texture. Like, she does, like, color. I forget what the exact thing is. Like, yeah. she she does. It's a poop a day. So. Oh, oh how many times she went to the bathroom. Yeah. Is this the is color maybe? Thing? Yes. And then the texture, like she did bobbles. Yeah, it was pretty gross. <laughs> yes. I'm not doing that. I'm doing no. the temperature. Well, the, so the other one I like, um, there's someone out there who did who set up at the beginning of last year, which I was very close to imitating, but I knew better. Mm. Um, and I do want to do this sometime. A mood. The mood one. blankets are yeah, cool. I really like that. So you have colors assigned to different like moods yeah. of the day. So if yeah. you had a stressful day or if you had a, a content day or if you had a, you know, a bad mental health day or a good mental health day. You yeah. know, you, you're assigning these different colors, which I think is pretty smart. I like it. Because then you can, like, take a look at your year and be like... Why is this year all black? Yeah. Or and why is that use... month terrible? <laughs> yeah. You what can I do about that? Any of your other colors, yeah? Yeah. No, it's not that dark. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like... That one's a little more appealing to me than the temperature one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just saw so many... I think temperature TikToks awesome. and reels of people yeah. starting them. I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it too. Um, I... The nice thing about the temperature one is that is an objective thing that you can go back and find. Yeah, I I have tracked my mood. (laughs) I have been. Yeah, that's the other thing. You got to keep track of it. Right. Mm -hmm. I've been pretty on top of I don't always do that days that day, Mm -hmm. but I usually do like two like I'll like I'll do yesterday's and today and then I'll skip tomorrow. But I have been able to keep up so far. Um, It's only the twenty. I mean, when we're recording this, it's the 26th of January. So I also asked James his opinion. I was like, should I put month markers? Because some people will do like a plain white row in between. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to do that because I like the gradient yeah. of it. But I need to put um, a hot tip I saw was somebody said, like, put a stitch marker at the end of your month. Mm-hmm. Because then I don't have to go back and count. And be like, which day did I land uh, off yes. on? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, nine, ten. That is I only tip. have to count from the beginning of that month. Because I have had to go back and be like, 
What day did I did I do yesterday's or did I not do yesterday's? I could be better about taking notes about that, but I haven't done that so far. Um, and then I have a quilt I am working on for a baby gift. If you know me, I don't think this person listens to the podcast, but if you know me and you are pregnant with a baby boy, like close just, your ears. Just tune out for a little bit. Um, <laughs> so one of my dear friends is having a baby and I am making the dog pile quilt from pen and paper patterns. Oh, that's cute. It's very cute. It's got four big puppy blocks and there's two brown puppies and there's two gray puppies and there's like a little um, pieced border. It's super cute. I finished the puppies. I haven't put the borders on yet. But so I brought it to show you my puppies. (laughs) So there's my puppies. Oh, they're so cute. It's been, oh, I just hit my Look microphone. At that Sorry. Face. So it this was Those really faces. fun to make. I'm I had a great time putting this together. So it, and they've got little bones and I need to put the the borders are made. I just have to sew the borders on and I have the backing and yeah, it's it's really fun. It was faster than I thought it would be, too, because it's I took one day where I was like, I'm going to start the quilt. That day was just cutting. The cutting was like so confusing yeah. and I was like, this is taking way longer than I thought it would. I should have known it would take forever. So one day was spent cutting. One day has been spent. No, two days have been spent sewing. These are like Mondays on my days off. I've been like, mm-hmm. I'll work on my quilt. Um, And then this coming Monday, I will quilt it. So I have the quilt back already and... Yeah, it was really fun and really quick. And this designer, pen and paper patterns, she has so many cute patterns. And I want to make, um, I think there's a picture of it. She has one called Kitten Around, which is the same, oh. but with, see, the little kitties oh, with balls of yarn. Oh, I like that one. So I really want to make Kitten Around. Um, yeah, I like her designs. They're very fun. So that is the things that I am working on. What kind of quilting pattern are you going to put on the dog? I haven't decided yet. Um, I really want to... I was thinking about doing just like straight line quilting, maybe half an inch apart all the way down because mm-hmm. it's a pretty modern quilt. Mm-hmm. But I don't really have a good setup for that because I would need to do that on my domestic machine and I want to do it at home on my day off. Um, I have room to use the big quilting machine, which is like free motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't decided if I'm going to do like a meander or a, I don't know. I don't know yet. Right. I haven't decided. Can't wait to see. Yeah. I have that tabletop. I don't have room. Arm. No, <laughs> no. You, it fits here on one of these tables. No, I know. But I have a quilting machine at home. Oh, yeah. Um, But if I were going to do straight line quilting, I would use my regular machine yeah. and just like yeah. sew straight lines. But at home, I don't really have the space for that dedicated uh. to it. But it is, it's not a huge quilt. I think it's 40-something inches square. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever do a 48 inches square. anymore. No. <laughs> not, on the, not on my regular machine in the, without the... That's too much. Uh, That's too much quilt. <laughs> this um, is a tall person. <laughs> so those are the things I'm working on. And what are you working on? Well, I hate to be boring. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I'm not only giving you some repeats. So I am... Um, deliberately working on Dante's Tom Ten sweater. I want mm-hmm. to finish it while it's still chilly. Yep. Um, what is that method called that we talked about? Oh, 
12 hours at a time on the one project. Let me Google it because I can't remember. And I'm thinking <laughs> I've not really tried it. Uh-huh. Like I'm like, I will put these projects aside and I will do that. It sounded like a great idea. But I'm a hyper fixator. Yeah. So like I, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either I work deliberately on the thing until it's done or I find something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working deliberately on Dante's Tompton. That is what I'm working on now. And um, I pulled something out because we're getting ready for our stash exchange, um, which will be out done by the time you listen to this. But that's in the mood we're in. And I started like five different things of things I pulled from the stash exchange last year. And I finished none of them. Oh, <laughs> so I'm trying not to touch any of the beautiful things and just let other people enjoy the swap this year. That's what I did last year. I'm going to sort. And I'm going to support. Nice. <laughs> but I had started at the at the end on Sunday when we were all done and cleaning up. Um, there were these balls of yarn all in sport weight. Oh, that's all, gorgeous. Like, all similar. Yeah. And so I pulled them out just for fun to see what you could do. There was Road to China. Wait, wait, did you just say you just started that oh, last no. I start. I mean, I started it last oh, February, last year. probably. Last, last year. I've talked swap. about it before. So... Listeners who pay attention might feel like deja vu. Uh-huh. Um, so I decided to make a vena, and I was going to do the gradient with what I found, because there were, like, rose colors and green colors. Mm-hmm. And they're things like, um, oh, gosh, what is this? Um, Road to China from Fiber Company. There was some... Um, Jupiter in Malabrigo, um, Arroyo, mm. and there's there's green and burgundy in the road to China, which is a like super wonderful luxury. Oh, that yarn's so yarn nice. That has everything nice in it. There's some Acadia. Then there's a Barocco yarn that looks almost exactly like the Acadia, which mm. are my two greens, and I'm just alternating them, so they're blending. Like, oh really yeah, I would have thought that was just one yarn. Um, wow. So I didn't, and, but the gradient didn't look nice in because i'm making avena let me rewind yeah avena by jennifer steingas sure i get her name wrong sometimes but if you know avena you know it and that is a cream colored sweater with a gradient of like flowing wheat is what it looks like to me oh it's the one that like uh xenia and and Mm -hmm. other customers have done yeah um friends and so i thought i would do that and use the green as the background but there was zero contrast between the pinks, pinky oh, reds, uh-huh. and the green. Oh, yeah. well. the value. I did like a yeah. I did a um, checkerboard of them stranded, and I took a picture of it, and it was all equal gray. It was all gray. <laughs> <laughs> so there was um, a solid color gray, a nice big ball of this solid color gray. So I thought, why don't I make the background my gradient and do the wheat in yeah, a solid color? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's work. It's I'm done with the yoke. And now it's just time for the stock in my body. Nice. And I, it's been sitting in my car, driving around with me since it's last spring. It's been on so many adventures. Yeah, right. And um, somebody yarn. was talking about wanting to start Avena. And we were getting excited, strategizing with the person. And I was like, well, mine's in my car. I'll, I'll show you guys what I did with flipping the gradient. And so now I'm like, I want to finish this. Yeah. Oh, I um, like that sweater. I should yeah. finish that. Mm-hmm. But... I think I put this in my knitting journal because I was trying to carry a knitting journal with me last year and started off strong last year. 
But I mean, I, I didn't not do it. I just haven't finished anything I started last year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I finished one sweater last year. To be fair, though, you'd had previous years where you just were like a sweater a month practically. Yeah. So, but I started that many, <laughs> but I don't think I finished a one of them. Yeah, not a one. <laughs> anyway, and what about the luminous summer? Does that count? Oh, that does. You made count. a couple of yeah, those. Yeah, I did yeah. make two luminous summers. Uh, I think those are the only sweaters I finished last year, <laughs> that's and that's fair. okay. That's fair. It happens. I did finish other things. Yep, I always had something to report that I finished. Um, but I don't know what I planned for the sleeves. Hmm. I know I planned something. Oh. And I thought I had thoughtfully divided the yarn. Uh-huh. But now I can't remember if it's like, I'm going to knit till this many balls of the green and try to make the green go into the sleeves. But I also have the colors I used in the yoke set aside carefully. So I don't know if I was thinking about oh, going back, going back, back into the sleeve it. with the gradient. Do you know your journal is? Yeah, I do. But I just haven't put my hand on it yeah. since since looking at this. So hopefully I wrote it down. It's in there. Mm, I don't trust I... past Anne. <laughs> no, pa- there. When Passan was starting that, she was in a really structured place. Yeah, but I mean, it was this sweater came along when that habit was starting to fade. So oh, well, <laughs> it's always a bummer when you when you think about a sweater like that. Where like I'm gonna blend all these yarns together, and then you get to the sleeves, and you're like, oh, I have to think again. But I I know I had thought it out. That's what I'm yeah. mad about. It's like I already like you already had that thought. I had that like the key was in the lock, and I'm like ready to go, but um. Yep. That is gone. Yeah. <laughs> but I can figure it out again. I yeah. mean, even if it's not the way I planned it originally. That's kind of why East Creek is still in limbo. Yeah. Because if I had written down my plan, I had, I I had it so strong in my head, I thought, I'm never going to forget Here's this. Here's our friendly PSA is to take notes. Yeah. Please, because future you will not remember what, you, what no. past you was certain that you wouldn't forget. I know that about that girl. But that, that past Anne has great ideas. Yeah. And future Anne is like, well, what'd you leave me with? Yeah. <laughs> what do we have here? Yeah. But is that gorgeous color? Katie are like mortal enemies. Yeah. Like, why did you do this to me, past Katie? You monster. Like, why would you, you do, do this, this all the time. When are you going to learn? <laughs> How many times do we have to talk about this? Uh, so I. You need to do one of those videos. <laughs> I treated myself to the 52 weeks of socks by mm-hmm. Lane. Because mm-hmm. uh, they have published it in soft cover, and it's a much more affordable book now. It's twenty dollars in a in a soft cover, and I I'm not going to make all fifty two socks. I'm yeah. interested to see how many socks I can make this year. I remember you talking about this last month, and yeah, well, I wondered what in where... the book I talked about it in the book. Oh, uh, book club. Never mind. Because um, I wasn't verbalizing it before. So the go year listen started, to book club actually. so you know <laughs> have a reference. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. just see. Um, I have an Instagram account that is just about my sock knitting, which I don't do enough to have an Instagram account <laughs> just for my sock knitting, but I feel like it's the place for it. Yeah. It's yeah. called 365 Hours of Socks. So, um, I am on sock two and we're in week four of the year. There you go. <laughs> wow. But this one's kind of a hard sock. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So it's a really fun, like, what would you call this? Like a dip pattern? Because you dip down four rows below oh, and like you bring a tuck mm-hmm. or something. Well, it's or not no. folding the fabric at all. You're dipping down to pull up a loop. Mm-hmm. A dip. I guess I'd call it a dip stitch. Yeah. What's the name of the <laughs> pattern? So the sock is also called the V-neck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spelled so, the same way. Yep. Did this? Did the different designer? So no, no. But did this working on this sock? Go, huh? I should nope. go pull out that sweater. Nope. It's just completely it separate. Unrelated. 
That's it so was funny. When I was talking to the other person who's going to make the sweater. I mean, when I looked at the name of the pattern, I did think guiltily, huh, you've had that sweater going in. <laughs> um, and then it didn't then, prompt me to like pick it up, though. Then current aunt said, shit, I'm old. Yeah, do the sock. <laughs> do the sock, yeah. So this yarn is Perennial by Kelborne Woolen. And it is called Neon Green. Yep. Very appropriate. <laughs> um, Radioactive Apple. It's called Neon Green. <laughs> Nothing creative there. Yeah, I call it like they see it. Um, and it's a delightful color. The This sock in the book, because the sock's all like beautifully photographed. Yep. The girl in the country mm-hmm. sitting on the stoop with her pretty knitted yep. socks. Um, so that sample sock is made in cream. I was going to say, or hers <laughs> neon green? No. <laughs> but how much better would the photograph have been in neon green? I don't know how easy this is to photograph. Oh, yeah, I think everything's better true. in neon green and hot pink. Yeah. It's um, the same color as my ghost whisperer yeah. thing that I mm-hmm. haven't touched. <laughs> Maybe this will help. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing with my project? So this, every one of these so far, like, they all have interesting constructions or stitch patterns. So I think there's a lot to learn in these mm-hmm. socks. And they're all, like, their own little piece of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of, I, I'm just touching the start of this heel um, in the gusset. But... Um, it feels like it's going to be a riverbed kind of construction to the foot, which mm. is a catboardy oh, okay. um, construction. That's what I was thinking of when you said that. Um, but it's an adventure. Every one of the socks in the in the book is an adventure. That's fun. So I'm on sock number two during week number four. And I'm just going to take them as they come. Maybe I make two pairs of socks. Who knows? That's more than the pairs of socks that you had before. That's right. Uh, then I'm also working on my flower Another of the month. Another thing called Avena. No. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's the flower of the month. is called Avena. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm making a crocheted block a month as a class. So hopefully through the year, people will be interested in joining me to make a three-dimensional crocheted block. So I do have our block one is here in the studio. Um, but I'm working on four months at a time. So I still have to make my violet for February. Mm. And March is a daffodil, and mm. April is a daisy. So together so. they'll be like a flower bed, huh? Oh, that's for your so bed, cute. <laughs> you're adorable. Um, so I'm not gonna put the first set together in um a blanket because that takes up a lot of space, right? And mm. I don't want to make all twelve yet, which actually make twenty four. You make twelve boring blocks. Mm. Um, so I got these, um shadow boxes and i was thinking of mounting them in a shadow box and oh, like when cool. they're all done hanging them in the the hallway oh, room oh fun <laughs> or maybe overflow. on here i don't know but then That'd i got cool. thinking because they're so fun to make i can make multiple sets or i can abandon that idea and put the shadow boxes away for something mm-hmm. or imagine that return them um and maybe doing a garland Oh, so I think oh, that's what garland. I'm going to do with like the first four is do yeah. it like a pennant and just string it across Cute. where we put our samples. Um, so I'm going to start there. I like that. Yeah. You could always turn it into a shadow box later. Yeah. Exactly. Very cute. That's what I'm working on. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's fun. Well, I guess we could just jump into what have we finished? Karen, what have you finished? I finished a pa- the pair of Marilla mitts. And I did the largest size because I've always thought I had large hands, but um, the largest size is too large, a little too swimmy. So they will go to my youngest child who likes bright colors 
and I'll make a second pair for myself because originally, you know how like just before Christmas, you think you have like, oh, I can, I can pop these out. I'm like, I'm going to make this pair for me and I have two more. I was going to make a pair for you and a pair for you. And then I'm like, it's two weeks before Christmas. What am I thinking? (laughs) I've got already doing a lot and I want to finish up the other projects that I'm doing for I've been there, Karen. So it might shock you to know. Yeah, we can. But relate. I've been there. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make another pair for me yeah. <laughs> when it actually fits. Smart. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It's um, it's very the only I think the only thing that really took any time was just doing the uh the one one ribbing where every knit is through the back loop. Mm, twisted rib. Twisted I like rib. It. I like it. I though. like it. Mm-hmm. It's just four inches of it. Mm-hmm. It's like. But then the sec- when I was doing the second mitt, I popped that out pretty much in a night, a day and a half. I feel like mitts are one of those things that go so fast, like so much faster than I think it's going to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at that. It's already half done. <laughs> well, one of the things I like about the Merle mitts is that they, um, the pattern gives you three options. You can do fingerless, you can do the full mitten, or you can do the convertible, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would do, I, I feel like that space between where where it flips down always seems to pop open mm. it doesn't stay close enough so i don't know how to make that a little different because i followed the pattern other than to sew a button and make yeah, a so loop. maybe it's something that's just conceptual yeah. that doesn't really work mm. yeah maybe. so but I, but i and when i when i pop my and pop my fingers pop the top so that my <laughs> fingers can come out um it is handy yeah. to have that. I just wish, but but my thumb is completely closed. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that feels awkward. But I do like them. I just need them. I I used Pishkun by, uh, which is a very rustic so pretty. wool blend by um, Farmer's Daughter Fibers. And um, definitely will make a second pair with um, with a different, a smaller size. But I like that she gives you a multiple, the mittens are, shouldn't be one size fits all. True. People have different hands, mm-hmm. so I did that, and I think, and then I every time the things we finished for Christmas, yeah, yeah, I I did a lot. Yeah, I I um I learned learned to um what, do we, what did I learn to do besides ice dyeing, <laughs> which I already knew airbrushing. I learned to airbrush <laughs> because you know I wanted to add some details, and I'm like I should airbrush that. I don't know how to airbrush. I'm going to learn to airbrush so I can do this thing. <laughs> so, and that's what I did. Cool. And I made the sweatshirts for both of you. So they were ice dyed. Uh-huh. And gorgeous and custom color palettes for each of us. And then what did you airbrush? And then on Katie's, I airbrushed a uh, big flower and lots of little bees. You're everywhere. so cute. And I think... I did just did different designs. Was yours you did specific like, design? Um, kind of like metallic bursts and mm-hmm. um, like starry kind of daisy. Not daisy, but like stargazer lily. Yes, shape. that's what it was. More lily. Sorry, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Yeah. That's what I was thinking in my head. Um, I will say having a note on mine. Cause that's mine, perfect because that's called the funeral flower. And I work at a funeral <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> ah, I didn't even know that. Do you know that's... why it's called a funeral flower? Because people use it at funerals, right? Do you know why it's preferred at a funeral <laughs> Why? Does it cause? Does it smell really death? good? Yeah, they smell amazing. Uh, so they're like very, very they're very odorous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they cover so an overpowering good smell. Yeah, yeah. that's Overpa- funny. Okay. Which is also why people tend 
to have a negative reaction to them and whether or not they, they associate know that it with because you see them at funerals a lot. Uh, oh fascinating yeah i'm here yeah. Full, fully we just learned something facts <laughs> what else i do oh i made soap i made a whip soap. oh yeah that's wonderful so not to put you on the spot but did you try it I have not tried it. I have it, not tried but it either. I have sniffed it. Yes. I am half done with, with oh, my. Wow. Okay. Mirabella used it daily. looked at the presents you gave uh-huh. both of you. Uh-huh. And she's like, you know, they did a lot better than you did. Oh, and I, then rude. I like, then I was like, that's not I true. put a nice gift card in each of them. Is it better now? Oh, yeah, that's better. Oh, <laughs> no. Child, well, you do not know. Well, you do not, not know. know. <laughs> it was awesome. That's so funny. Um, but you did, you guys both did yeah. very well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. cool. I think that's pretty much it. Nice. Well, it's it's still again kind of like a short term between. We've done two between yeah. our last recording and our and yeah. and the holidays were in there, which that's like lost erased time. <laughs> yeah, and January, like I sneezed, and it's the twenty sixth already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't do that again. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> it's your yeah, sorry. I saw this meme that was like, we went from January first to January seventeenth in three minutes flat or something like that. I'm like, that is exactly how I felt. At the same time, it also, I've been having some days that feel like two or three in one. So I appreciated oh, yeah. someone saying, "Welcome to the ninety seventh day of January." Anyone else with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how like time moves like that because I we're going on like a little overnight trip that I'm like very excited about and looking forward to, but I'm like. It's taking so long to get there, <laughs> but at the same time, it's already it's, the twenty sixth. Exactly. Yeah, that's just next week, right? Uh, next next two week, weeks, yeah. two weeks, two weeks. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but it feels like an eternity. Yeah. No, it's exactly two weeks. Um, well, I <laughs> talking about how fast this month has gone. I finished two sweaters. <laughs> Ooh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, Stop it. Slow down. Sorry. It's a Katie thing. Sorry. Katie's super fast. That's not necessarily true sometimes at all. Sometimes she's fast and sometimes she's not. Yeah. That's true. Remember in 2020 when I wanted to do 12 sweaters in 2020 and, and then that like, it was like fell off a cliff? As, yeah. You'll yeah. do twice as many. Yeah. Twice so, as many as that. No. Some of us were just quietly going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to enjoy watching your progress because I couldn't even conceive of that. Um, well, I finished the test knit that I was working Ooh. on. Um, Which I don't know. When you get to show if, it. I don't know when the pattern will be out. The deadline has already passed for when it needed to be finished by, which I did finish in time for, mm-hmm. and I submitted all my information and stuff. So I don't know when the pattern's going to be live. If it is out by the time this podcast comes out, I will say the name of it and the designer and stuff, but I can show you in person. Um, sorry for you in podcast land. I'll post the picture if I can. Um, oh, it's so cute. Oh. So this is the ribbed pullover oh my gosh, that cute. I just finished. I made it exactly to pattern, which was eight inches from the underarm. Mm-hmm. And it's cute, but trying it on, I'm like, I really think that this needs to be a full length. So I finished it mm-hmm. to where it should be for the pattern so I can give her my notes about how much yardage it took. But I think I'm going to take it out and add more inches to it. Because I think I want Eight it to be like very a, cropped. Yeah, but it's it's a dropped sort of underarm. It's probably like sixteen inches from the yeah. back neck. Yeah, it's probably hits like the top of like my jeans, and it is cute like that. But I want it to be. It, you don't it's a good sweatshirt kind way. of sweater. Yeah. And I was taking a picture of it today for the podcast, and I noticed there's a nice little smear of makeup right here at the front. So I'm gonna have to, I don't know, do something to get that out of there. But, um. Yeah, it's done. It's uh, It looks funny because I haven't blocked it yet, so it's like all ribbing and my sleeves look 
like tiny weird little tubes but it's always funny how things look before and after blocking yeah i would make that sweater to specs because as you're showing it to me i'm like how cute is that going to be over a dress but you don't wear dresses very much i have a dress but it's the same oatmeal color as the sweater i'm like well that's oh that's that cute dress you just made right yeah that i made last month that Um, would that style it would actually would go well with the the oatmeal dress so make a second dress yeah I have or plans to make another a dress sweater. Okay, got it. Yeah. Maybe don't change that yet. Okay. I don't know. Just make two cents. Yeah. Exact value. It's a good like cozy like sweatshirty kind of yeah. sweater. So I would make that and throw it over like every dress I own. That would be cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I finished that. Um, and then I made um it's called the Kima cardigan. Kima? Ooh. I don't know. Um, Ooh. Oh, is that new from that girl? New from that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. The you know, stone. No, 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 okay. no. It's not because she has a new sweater that's yes. like this shape. Yes, this no. is so cute. Um, this is. <laughs> I bought this yarn, which is that Hugh and me yarn uh-huh. that you made your blank uh-huh. out of. That I was gonna knit this sweater out of, but it's having empty. not touched this, it was way too heavy mm-hmm. to knit it at this gauge. Oh yeah, but I had a sweater's worth of it, so I crocheted. This sweater, which I is love it. rectangles. It's That's very great, similar to that, uh, whatever the name of that sweater was. Stony Shore? There you go. That's okay. exactly right. Um, I have so much Hue and Me left over. Enough for a second blanket. Nice. So maybe I'm going to make a cardigan out of it. Um, Pipe this baby up. I absolutely will. It is by TL Yarncraft. Ah, that's um, right. your appeal. It's appealing to you. It's that's a good. free pattern on her, I was going to say on her computer, on her website. <laughs> Probably on her computer. computer. That wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, What's but the name again? Kima. Kima. K-I-M-A. Um, and it's got pockets. It's very cozy wozy. It's um, the one thing that I will note that I did differently. I made it exactly to pattern. This is the like medium and it's huge. So mm. check the finished measurements because it's supposed to be oversized. But I was like, well, I only have the yardage to make like the medium large. It's plenty big. Yeah. Um, and the pattern has you do a um like a ribbed edge around the outside she wants you to like crochet a strip of ribbing and sew it on and i said no thank you i will Mm -mm. not do that (laughs) so i crocheted and attached it as i went oh yeah after the front after they were done so i started at the bottom and i would like crochet across attach it go back um but it's got pockets it's my like cozy sweatshirt like pajama sweatshirt if i adorable sweater if i want to sit at home if it's cold um, which it's been plenty mm-hmm. lately. It has except what size it's, hook, and is it pieces? It is pieces, so it seemed um, like a slip stitch seam up mm. the sides. Okay. Um, yes, it's pieces. What size hook is a great question. I think an M. Oh, or okay. a ten millimeter. An M is what the yeah, an M is what the blanket was made from. Yeah, nice. Cool. So it went very fast. That's why I was able to finish the sweater in the month that this took me like a week. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's still a finished. Very fast. It was very fun to make. It's a cool stitch pattern. Um, is that the color that I didn't make enough, that I didn't get enough of? I that? think it's called aloe. It oh, might be. It's hard to tell. Be. It's hard to tell. When it's mixed in with the other colors, yeah, it looks yeah, brighter. It looks like, yeah, a little that brighter. That might be a little brighter. Anyway. This anyway. looks... It's kind of grayish. Like, yeah. it's got, like, a toned down color color weight. Yeah. Or, like, um, dye lot, maybe, too. But I highly recommend this pattern. I, it was very fun. It was very easy. Um, if you make it and want me to show you how to do the crocheted edging, I would be happy to do that the easy way. Well, I thought it was the easy way. Um, but yeah, it was fast and fun and it used up all of the yarn that I, and this was like, I had ordered it in like three separate chunks because I ordered 
from Joanne's mm-hmm. to like do store pickup and I was able to get enough for the knitted sweater mm-hmm. which then I was like well if I'm not going to do that I should get enough to do something else with it so then I went I think maybe it was in two different orders but it was like four different dye lots oh and it blends perfectly yeah you, I can't tell where one ended and the other one began I tried to be like consistent like one dye lot was the back and one dye lot was the sleeves and one was the fronts yeah but I could I can't tell the difference very good um yeah excellent those are the those are gorgeous those are the two things I finished very nice two sweaters nice I have so many things I want to start already Uh (laughs) uh-huh I know me too I'm really trying not to cast on a bunch of things because I also bought a lot of yarn this oh my god so much yarn but I'm again like I have my goals for the year. I'm not going to verbalize them. I'm just going to see if I can do them. Uh-huh. But I have enough yarn. Like, that should be just my internal <laughs> your dialogue mantra. all day, every day. You have, have enough, enough yarn. yarn. Seek for your dopamine and your serotonin. <laughs> like, all those, like, brain chemicals that you need to be happy elsewhere. And Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other problem is I also have enough clothes, enough shoes. Yeah. I have enough. <sighs> but that's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> so... I- would you finish? Are you, are you, are you I'm, finished yeah. with finishing? My two sweaters are. That's all I finished. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> you finished today's temperature. I just noticed. Too. I finished today's temperature stripe. Yep. I, it takes me about fifteen minutes to do a row. Very reasonable. Yeah. Okay. If you haven't heard, I finished my family's Christmas. Yay! Yay! I still need to make mine. Well, that's that's next year. That's okay. I might just start now and make the same rule I made for myself. Like in August or something, which it's is work on stocking. it here. No, <laughs> no, I have a plan for it. That's an interesting idea, okay. though. Very interesting idea. But not necessarily temperature, but the idea of doing a little bit every yeah. month. Um, I'm thinking my rule for myself in August was if I'm hosting drop in, that's what I'm working on. Smart. And I that's what got me pretty darn far until it was hustle time. <laughs> um. Then mm-hmm. I was working on something different for my Christmas presents for you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, time was waning. I had about a week left. And I looked at what I had left, which just so you guys know, so you don't feel like I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this last minute. I have been working on your presents since November. Yeah. Um, but I could not finish in time. I did not feel like the present that I got was last minute at all. Oh, I, no, I didn't know, no, I didn't get that sense at all. So Katie had said, I miss our stockings with our puffy paint names that we used to put up at Anna Cafe. I think they were from the dollar store <laughs> yeah. and we had gold, like sparkly puffy paint. Yep. Uh, so I was like, what am I going to do? I was scanning Pinterest, thinking, what can I do quickly that looks nice? And um, I remembered that you had said that and I thought, I'm going to make them smaller versions. Mm-hmm. They're the still custom stockings. huge stockings. They're still very, <laughs> they're very large yeah. stockings. Which so is important because you need to be able to put a lot of stuff in well, it. Yeah, you know, my yeah. family, um, their stockings on the, like the, I guess the leg of the stocking is uh-huh. about 100 rows each. 100 rounds. And that's what I my design space was. Mm-hmm. And something I learned about why their stockings were taking so very long is every single stitch in every row had to look at the chart. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were not repeating patterns. Right. A, a, that could, takes forever. Yeah. So um, when I planned each of yours, I was like, if I make these half the design space mm-hmm. and I make them a little smaller around yep. and I choose repeating patterns, I can do you this. You can get it done. It was, the original idea that I had five years ago of like, this is as much as two hats. 
I could do that. <laughs> so uh, Katie's is dinosaur themed in yep. honor of her Jurassic Park appreciation. And various shades of yellow. I am mm-hmm. sorry that I did not get your favorite dinosaur. That's anyway, okay. Which I... would you say for posterity today? Oh, uh, Parasaurolophus. Okay, thank you. <laughs> a, little bit, a what? A Parasaurolophus. It's pretty cool. He's my favorite dinosaur. I made her look it up and show me. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Karen, I took her love of the ocean. Yep. And I used um, turquoises. So Katie got yellows. Karen got turquoises. I will be making mine in like flip flop shades of the turquoises. Yellow's Karen, Kate, Katie's Karen. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Mine's hanging up in my office on my pegboard. Oh, cute. Um, yeah, so at Christmas time, we'll use that. So magentas yeah. are not your color? I like magenta. No, okay. I love all colors. I was like, but I also was going, because I'm hoping we'll just put them up next year. Yeah. Um, Decoration. I wanted it to mm-hmm. be in our logo colors. <laughs> I love that. Ah, it helps that our yeah. logo colors are overlap in our right? favorite color. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, I'm real proud of this. It's too. like we planned it or something. <laughs> we looked at what we like for the yep. business we love. Uh, so I finished six Christmas stockings. Nice. That's over, a lot. Over time. Congratulations. <laughs> it's still a lot. Um, three of them really since we last. Yeah. Uh, I had my uh, plan with the leftover yarn of the Christmas stockings uh-huh. for my family was to make um, the matching hats. And so I finally broke down and bought one of the knitting machines. Mm. I you made, shouldn't have. Because somebody donated one <laughs> no. to the stash swap. No. Well, someone else would be here. I bought it months ago, though. Okay. Like, what, in September, when mm, they okay. let me try hers. I was thinking about getting one. Well, you know. Um, first come, first serve. <laughs> You'll be here first. Yeah. <laughs> so, Do I need space in my office? <laughs> I Just put a it right table. in the box. Yeah. Just a table. So Good. I um, made some stripey hats. Fun. With uh, the knitting machine. Um, one for Mirabella and one for Alexander. Alexander has worn his. He took it to Portland and he wore it. Yay, Mirabella has thrown awesome. hers on the carpet and let the dogs roll around. <gasps> rude. Which, whatever. Child. That's the second rude <laughs> thing is... I've heard her do. This <laughs> <laughs> which is how she treats it? things I knit for her anyway, which is why I don't like knitting for her. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander really wears them. Good. Bless his heart. Um, and then I finished the first week's pair of socks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is called Intersections. It's out of Croy, Patton's Croy yarn. Mm-hmm. Which God is actually, bless oh you, God, it's, it's dark. Full of, it's full of dog hair. Um, I just thought that was texture. Sure, it works because <laughs> it's like a charcoal with a little heather to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was actually yarn I had in my stash because Patton's Croy mm-hmm. is getting a little hard to find. I don't mm. know if it's discontinued. It's a good yarn. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of thing you could go to Michael's or Joanne's and get a nice-ish sock yarn. Didn't Fabric Town have it for a long time? That's where uh, I used They to- have a little bit of it, um, oh. but they, they like have up their prices as they go. Ah. Um, so it's a charcoal color sock with a, it was a cable front, cable back alternating, and it was very fun to make. Are they and for I made you? it within the week. Yeah, they're all going to be for me. Nice. None of these are going to be for Good, good, good. good. Um, and I love them. I haven't blocked them yet. I'm going to invest in some sock blockers if I really get the sock mojo going. I don't think you need to block a sock until no. you wash it. Okay. Like you just put it on your feet and you wear it. And then yeah. the first time you wash it, then you block it. That's that's fun. Yeah. I need to get rid of all this dog hair though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the end. Oh, sorry. One more thing. I was going to say, I see hats sitting yeah. over there. Well, I'm wishy-washy. Sorry for Oops. the key noise. I'm wishy-washy about whether or not they count as finished. Okay, uh, why wouldn't they? look finished. They you look blo- like hats. You even blocked them. She's yeah. going to grab hats. There's four of them. I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Ooh, February is cute. Are they all the you same s- yarn? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's all Germantown. Do you like California. it? Yeah. I haven't I tried it. I, um, it's not soft. So people come and they're like, oh, it's just, and no, it's not. No, I like it's it though. It's squishy. It's woolly. Yeah. I like woolly. It's woolly. It's American wool. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, I like it. Wool. We need to like, write this a, is going to keep me warm. Write a like diatribe in defense of a woolly wool. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I like a woolly wool. And this color is pretty. Kelborn Woolen has color. a couple of year of projects. They have a year of hats, a year of bulky hats, and a year of gifts. I'm set for the next three years. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> so this year I'm offering their year of hats. Love it. And it's in their Germantown. I love that one. Um, you can buy a kit directly from them and come straight to class with it. That's or you can awesome. pick your own color and the pattern is free. Um, is that March? This, ironically, the March hat is not green. What? Their, this is January. Oh. Their January hat, I think, is a color oh, called Peacock. I like that um, But I, I don't want to pick their colors. I was going to say, are yeah. you doing the colors that mm, they said? or I'm, Some of them will end up being them because they're just the right color for it. And I'm going to buy one of the kits because there's June. You can make two hats. Oh, nice. And they give you little dribbles because the pom-pom is different colors than mm-hmm. the hat. Mm-hmm. So it seems worth it to buy the kit. I love that one. January is cables and bobbles and a moss stitch. And Yay. it has a super pretty finish at the bottom. Oh, that it's top gorgeous. is... I know, you, you oh. had on your hands. And as soon as I saw that, like, sea star urchin thing on top. It Karen's Marilla mitts, we found out. Oh, yeah, same color, huh? Yeah. Uh, Karen's yarn is like a, has a little more depth of color and texture, but... Um, That's still gorgeous. Goes. Well, anyway, I'm going to put a pom-pom on it and cover that finish. No! <laughs> I mean, every hat needs a pom-pom, yeah. but... No, so, no, 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 I don't believe that. If you follow our Instagram, I'm going to do like a couple of polls so you can tell me what size pom-pom mm, to finish with. The biggest. Yeah. Well... That's my vote. I'm, I'm just going to tell one. you what I'm going to vote. Okay, okay. Cool. in this okay. case, the smallest one so that it's more like an enlarged pom-pom, uh, an enlarged bobble, and then it doesn't cover up the pretty part. I'm leaning towards the yellow clover maker, which makes about an inch and a half pom pom, because mm. it doesn't cover up all the detail at the top. Okay. Um, I like this one. February has a double. Uh, I love that. I love that brim. brim. Love it. It's so luscious. That's so great for hats because it's just it fits so nice. It's nice and stretchy. Yeah. Uh, this one made me nervous because it uses a lot of the yarn, but I still have plenty to make pom pom. Uh huh. Um, it's cream color. Cream color. Like a fisherman color. Yeah. Their sample is a gray. March, they did a color that's kind of like a browner color they're calling Honey. And I think they just call this one Goldenrod. It's I like thought, a school bus. Yeah. Um, I It goes with here. Yeah, it's the thing. same color as my water bottle. Um, I think this color should be called Honey. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, yeah. I feel like Honey's a little browner, but it is very... Well, and that's, yeah. that's the one they have. Um, this one looks so boring to me. This is the March hat uh-huh. in the gold color, not green. I was surprised by that, too. You can it's make a pretty, green. It's a pretty pattern. Not it's, everybody's Irish. It's my favorite. Yeah. So far, I have all four of these. I like the big rib. Um, It nice has the rib. tubular cast on. <gasps> Love it. And it looks the cutest on. Very cute. It's oh, yeah. It's got a beautiful slouch. slouch. But you can still see the stitch pattern. Very nice. So this is my favorite one so far. This I one I love. I haven't put this one on yet. Oh, the beret. This is what I was looking forward to. Their April one is a beret, and it has bobbles and You've seen our Instagram, stitches. you've seen this. Yep. Although, come into the studio, because in person, you can see the close-up of the flowers. I better. like the pink, like the pink pom-pom maker one. On it this definitely yeah. needs yeah. a pom-pom. It's the this, but one. the one Just a little one. one. Like, you're going to go play golf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, it's so cute <laughs> when, you, when you see the video of it. I love a beret. It's so cute. <laughs> Berets are in, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so cute. It's so cute. On, yeah. Oh, I love the cable in the brim. The rib. I love a cable in a in 
in a ribbing. I approve. The French girl in me is very pleased. <laughs> it needs to be red. They, well, that theirs was red. Oh, okay. <laughs> then that's fine. I want to make probably five of these. It's really good. I haven't knitted a beret in forever. They're so cute. So, I think the last one I did was I was still a knitter. Please <laughs> so follow our Instagram if you don't already. I'm sure you do if you're listening. At Strings and Things Studio. Strings and Things Studio. So in the next few days, I'm going to be posting some picture, like some um, reels where you can tell me which size pom-pom that I auditioned. I may or may in not fe- go in here. February? Oh, good point. Well, we hope you voted in our polls. <laughs> <laughs> that will have like, already happened. Now because I want to put the pom-pom on. Yeah. Should I wait, guys? Yeah, you should wait. This yeah. So that yeah. everybody is listening can all, can go and vote. Yeah. Okay. You can participate. Uh, the... the well, I have five reels that are already planned for February. Look at me. Look Yay. at you. Uh, and they'll be here at the studio without their pom-poms. That's so fine. if anybody asks. That's fine. They will have pom-poms, I they promise. They will have pom-poms. <laughs> and encourage our locals to get on our <laughs> Instagram account. I'm really happy that I got these done. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that's a good accomplishment. That's what I finished. Yay. That's awesome. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Good job, team. Um, anybody you want to talk about anything they're excited about? Anybody? Anybody? Mm. Anne? Yeah. You go first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's usually an Instagram account, right? So what's a lot? Which is I think Sarah Watts. Is Sarah Watts. She's incredible. Have I you love been her. Watching her drawing challenge. No. She's doing. God bless her. And I might actually subscribe to her because the act of love that this project is. She's doing a draw with me challenge for oh, three hundred sixty-five days. Ooh. And I um meant to start with her at the beginning of the like because i saw it you know right first week of the year and i meant to start right away but life you know yeah yeah. um i love her and i think what i'm gonna do is just jump in you know on today's Mm -hmm. because i was trying to start at one and work up to it um and then i'll come back to the first 20 so days of the year and um come back into you know when a day i have time to do two and um, I did it before I went to bed mm-hmm. the other night, and it was so relaxing and so fun. And then to look at all the other things that people are using the source picture for, like how they're interpreting it. Either uh-huh. people are doing it the same way or doing the picture just very straightforward. Mm-hmm. It's just a drawing challenge. But a lot of really cool artists are also just putting their own spin on the theme of the day. Well, so yeah, that is cool. my absolute main obsession right now. That's awesome. Yeah, she's she is so cool. I I already really admired and enjoyed her work, which mm-hmm. she does. Um, not only is she a painter and illustrator, but she also puts her work onto fabric, which all the things I love. Yeah. Could yeah. you design a line of yarn, too? She probably could. <laughs> and I would buy it. Yep. Um, so that is my current obsession. Nice. I hope that I follow it for the year, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like no you commitment. were saying, like you, you can or if you want to or not speak your um your intentions yeah. or you keep mm-hmm. them to yourself yep and you do what you want to do yep um karen do you have anything uh, it's okay if you don't i did and now my mind is like so we're gonna call the it black no. garlic but you have to stay tuned to hear our interviewee yes, yes. enjoy the black garlic. i have talked about the black garlic <laughs> and i'm getting ready to be obs- i'm Get ready to be obsessed with <laughs> with kimchi. I like that. Kimchi like, is like am, my number one favorite. I get food. ready to be obsessed with a lot of things. <laughs> I bought two books, and they came and they came in a day, which is pre- in two days, which is pretty quick from bookshop.org. Mm-hmm. Um, two books on kimchi. I um, love kimchi. 
and it and I guess it's a seasonal thing. You pick that you have different ones. There's there's um, white kimchi, which is more of a quick, you know, fall winter. They've got black butternut squash kimchi. Ooh. They've got so many different kimchi. A lot of these kimchi's have fruit in them. Interesting, because I always just think of the straight up. Yeah. What is well, the, one or so the white one. ones are more like what they call kimchi water, wa- a water kimchi, which is not really water. It's more of a broth and it doesn't, it has a lot of flavor, but it's not the one with the chili in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look forward to making that kind too. I think I'm going to start with that one because I got to get my mother-in-law to eat it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You have two happy samplers here because like I like kimchi. I don't say I love kimchi. I love I like kimchi. kimchi. Well, I could just sit down with a bowl, like the jar of kimchi and eat the whole thing. Well, if that, nobody stopped me. Well, the kim- Okay. So I'm going to. I know. Okay. That's why I don't because I think my belly would hurt. <laughs> okay. Nope. I'm going to stop now and I'm going to, and I'm changing my mind. I'm snugging for my mother-in-law. It's going to be for us. Okay. okay cool. So. Yeah. For, you don't have to make her eat No, it. no, no. No, uh, and I mean, I went, start to I went to Asahi. Like, I went to Asahi Market. I bought a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to Smart and Final and got the largest bowl I could find to toss because I realized you need something big to toss. Uh huh. And you don't just throw the flavors in there. You make a sweet rice paste as your base, and that is what gets spread between the layers I've of your Napa I've cabbage. Seen making it, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. But apparently, there is a really famous. Restaurant for kimchi in the Los Angeles area. I looked it up; it's still there, and I forgot what the name is because I don't have the book in front of me. But oh. I'll, I'll. And the author I'll is the daughter. Back. The author is the daughter of of the restaurant owner. She grew up with this kimchi, and she put her mom's recipe in nice. there. So that's probably the first one I'm going to do. Nice. That's awesome. So, be obsessed with that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this airs, y'all will have enjoyed fermented it. Fermented yeah. foods. That's what oh, you're into so right good. Now. I like fermented foods. You guys think about uh, with fermented foods and hat blocking? <laughs> that one of the glass fermenter rings would probably be a really good blocking tool. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just wait it. Not reactive. <laughs> well, fermented foods is actually really good for your digestion. It yeah. helps getting the, the probiotics in there. Yep. Winter seems like a really good time. To be into fermented foods and maybe drink, <laughs> maybe I'll find a cup. Make maybe I'll make a black garlic, black garlic co- cocktail. Mm, okay, maybe, maybe not. All maybe right, not. maybe maybe. Um, so I got tickets for Christmas to go see Shania Twain <gasps> in. That's awesome. Yeah, in L.A. because she has a residency in Vegas, and it's like my sister, my cousin my cousins my mom my aunt like this was like childhood music because my mom or my aunt would always play it in the car when we were little so we love shania twain Mm -hmm. it's a family family it's a it's a family affair so my mom and aunt got all of us tickets to go see so we're going on a girl's trip to go see shania twain and we had talked about like do we want to go to vegas that's kind of like a big production she's doing one show at the at the bowl and we were like we have to go so yeah that's a perfect venue too it's so nice it's gonna be so fun so my mom was like forget that we talked about this and pretend to be surprised on Christmas. So I did. Um, but I have been, I have not listened to Shania Twain more than just like her hits that I listened, like, you know, the classics since I was a kid. And I will say her music is not my style. No. I am not a country music person. I am surprised to learn that you Except that fan. it's just one album that was like <laughs> pivotal to my childhood. Yeah. Um, I, I can picture her. Also, yes. I know a lot of boys that bought that album, but mm. maybe never listened to it. Yeah. 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 yeah I can see that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm trying to like get myself in the mood, nice. which is hard because like I said, it's not my style. But in the same vein, 
Um, I have been completely obsessed. I This happens to me with like a music or a musical artist. And I'm like, this is my personality now. This is all I listen to. Um, Orville Peck. Do you know Orville Peck? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. You usually so, make, this is usually a good moment for me musically. So okay. I'm ready. So if you want to listen to moody cowboy music <laughs> sung by someone who sounds like Roy Orbison or like Elvis Presley, Orville Peck is incredible. I'm in. He is. Um, I love Johnny Cash. Yes. I love Willie Nelson. You will love it. Mm-hmm. I love. Um, yeah. So he is a. Um, I love old country. Yes. So he's South African, but he's Ooh. based out of Canada. <laughs> um, he wears a fringed mask and he never shows his face in public. Oh, so like there's a lot of mystery. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he is. His voice is incredible. So if you want to listen to a really good song, I would say start with. Um, the curse of the black and die is his like top hit right now. Okay, on the way home. Oh, it's so good. I'm like swooning listening to him, and he Aww. he is not the sort he. I I can swoon over him. He's not going to be interested in me because he is very obviously a gay man. That's fine. But mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm in love with him, which is probably <laughs> not the first time that somebody has been in love with a. a I'm thinking like a Freddie Mercury kind yeah. of idea. <laughs> well, I was thinking one of my favorite like but overheard I conversations was um, when Karen and I went to Stitches and mm-hmm. we um, Stephen West came to like be a guest at the pajama party event we went to. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And there I was this memory. really sweet young man. I think he was sitting at our table or we had interacted with him earlier in the day or maybe he was with a yarn company. There was something where like I didn't feel awkward eavesdropping or standing mm-hmm. in the yeah. conversation. And he asked Stephen West how he deals with all the women who, like, fawn over him. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know it's from the best of intention. Or something. He said, this is mm-hmm. paraphrasing. Yeah. And I just treat each one of them like they're my mom. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> That's so awesome. But, and yet, though, like, you know that comes from a place of, like, respect and love. Yes, yes. So he, like, accessed what he could. Yeah. And he treats them with the, the same way, same respect and, and care yeah. that he would treat his mom. And I just think that's really, that's funny. really sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say is the thing that I am excited about right now. Um, anybody else have any, we're going to put in the, um, the uh, interview with um, Kat here. So we'll check back in, in just a second. Um, so enjoy the interview. Um, uh- ever podcast guest we've had a book club guest but we've never had a podcast guest our guest is cat sylvia she is a very talented uh many things <laughs> but we are here to talk to her today about her uh excellent skills in jewelry design and making welcome cat thank you thanks for having me here it's really exciting to be here and just talk to some future creators i hope i hope there's some uh jewelry budding jewelry designers out there Wow. Yeah, our audience is usually excited to learn all kinds of things, so yeah. I'm sure they're, they are. <laughs> we're, we're always excited to bring the and things in. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Is, uh, we cover the strings. We're pretty on the nose with well, the string wire part. is a form of string, sort yeah. of. It's true. a thing. Very true. I mean, it, you just found thing. out a bead stitching thing. That's, oh, yeah. that's all string. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I would love to, tell, to start with, just like, tell us about where you're from originally. Sure, yeah. I grew up in uh, a suburb just outside of Chicago. Uh, there goes the yeah. right there. <laughs> That's the only way you pronounce it, right? I know. I was, and you know, it's funny as I'm so aware of it. Um, but yeah, so I'm from the Midwest and I've been out here in California for ooh, maybe 13 years now. Um, but I always grew up, you know, just kind of 
creating things. And my mom was a seamstress. I mean, she made all my prom dresses and everything. So I was always making the jewelry to go with it. And, you know, I was a dancer as well. So I loved making fun hair pieces. And, you know, so I really just enjoyed working with my hands so very, very much. Um, So I feel that it was kind of only natural that I continue to do that into adulthood, you know. Uh, but yeah, so, but I'm originally from the, the Midwest area now out here in the Los Angeles area. (laughs) Um, so how long have you, I mean, you sort of touched on when did you start making jewelry? Oh, when I was a little kid, but I've, I've been teaching professionally for the last 10 years or so. Um, but yeah, I, I got started with what I find a lot of people get started with, which is, you know, either stringing beads Mm -hmm. on something or, um, what was big when I was a little kid was doing macrame. Yep. So I did a lot of that. So speaking of a different kind of string, <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, I used to make like little like hemp, uh, jewelry and like just little, uh, yarn pieces and things like that. I probably made hundreds of hemp bracelets mm-hmm. and, and friendship bracelets with embroidery floss and all that oh, stuff. Yes. That was I my jam a, when I, I was little. I had a whole thing of embroidery floss. Yep. And, yeah. So that was, I that stole was my really, mom's. Remember, <laughs> remember when it was like 10 cents when it was on oh sale? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Now they're like to the show and it's like 75 cents yeah yeah <laughs> you're like oh no do i really want wow. that friendship bracelet yeah. <laughs> one color you can have one color what's your one favorite color <laughs> uh what what would you say would be like the first time you really felt like a jewelry maker um honestly i i was very fortunate enough to sell my jewelry very early on you know, and I think not that selling your jewelry is a form of validation, but it was just like, oh, somebody else likes it, you know, like because your yeah. mom's going to love everything you do. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, but I think it was just like somebody else was excited to wear something that I had created to pay you to wear and to, and to pay, you know, and it was great. <laughs> but I think it was just that first sale was like, oh, somebody else really is going to get some enjoyment out of something that I created because I love everything I make, you know? But I think that was the first time that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a jewelry designer. (laughs) I can do it, you know? That's very cool. I think that is a big validation when someone Mm -hmm. buys into what you think is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to something that you created that came from your own mind that, you know, you feel very personal about. And I think that's a big thing with jewelry and to know that someone else wants to wear something that I created. Cause it's like, I feel like, like, Hey, I, I just found a kindred spirit, you know, mm-hmm. somebody actually likes the same design I do. And, you know, so what got you like initially interested in jewelry making? Did you have people around you that did it? Like, how'd you learn? Did you teach yourself? Um, you know, so I went, uh, I think the thing that really got me doing it professionally, I'll mm-hmm. say that, you know, cause when you're a kid, you just, you just want to make stuff, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to go to college in Arizona, and I remember going to uh, a gem and rock show, mm-hmm. and I was like blown away, just all the possibility, you know, like, and you get to dig through stones and all kinds of things, you know, and I think that was when it really hit me that like. I could do this. Like I could create something. Mm -hmm. And then just having what felt like, you know, being a kid in a candy store, I could pick something that would, that I like was already designing in my head. Mm -hmm. Like I knew exactly what I wanted it to look like. Yeah. So I got to pick the exact gemstones that were in it, you know? And I think there's something that we've, you know, kind of lost. And trust me, I, I get a lot of my stuff online, 
but I still love going to gem shows yeah. because it's it's that experience of I get to pick the exact stone that I want, yeah, it the looks, exact yeah. shape, you know. Um, and as I'm there, I'm designing in my head. I never go to a gem show without a, a sketchbook mm-hmm. because I know that I'll see something and, you know, I'll take a picture of it and I'll kind of, I'll take a second and I'll, I'll draw it out and then I go, okay, now I need rose quartz on this side and I need hematite, you know? So I'll like, it already like starts you yeah. know, cranking away. Like that hamster just starts going on that wheel for me. And, um, that's, that's one of the things that I love about it. But that was really when I was in Arizona having the access to mm-hmm. putting my hands on some of that stuff. I think that's uh, one of the things that kind of triggered it in me. That, yeah. Yeah, I can I can do this, you know. I think our listeners can definitely relate to that, like, buying, like, yarn in person versus, like, online. You know, you, sometimes you just have to, like, see the color or touch it or, like, get an idea of... Exactly. You know, you go to the, to the Stitches, the yarn show or whatever, and it's like, oh, my God, look at all these endless possibilities. <laughs> yeah. I want to rewind a little bit. Ooh. All right. Tell us about your favorite prom outfit what was the piece <laughs> that you designed for that so okay i created uh, a headpiece for for my senior prom and it was a jewel that like hung down right at like my widow's peak mm-hmm. and then it like it twirled back into my hair and it was all beaded and like crystals oh and goodness. everything and that was like that was even before i had the dress made because I was like, I knew that I wanted to wear this piece. Because I'm not going to be prom queen. It's cool. <laughs> but I definitely queen wanted. Queen of your own domain. Queen of my own domain. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? This is senior prom. I am going all out, you know. And that was one of the things that I really wanted to do. Is I didn't want to do like this like crown or this headpiece or this, you know, barrette or anything. But then I found that I really enjoyed creating that strong piece that went with a hair design. So it was a whole look, you know. Was it an up or a down hair? It was half up, half down, oh, so it kind of like nice. twirled back into uh, like some little twists in my hair on top. I love the That's idea. Cool. I love the idea of designing an outfit based off of the jewelry rather than like having your outfit first and then going for the jewelry like that's pretty cool i do that a lot when yeah. i travel actually because i when i travel like my friends make fun of me but i'll pick all my jewelry out first mm-hmm. and then i'm like all right what are we wearing with this you know hair yeah. up or down you know where are we going is it gonna be hot you know, totally the whole thing <laughs> well that's very much like where is your perspective yeah so like where are you looking at this from yeah i think that's perfect <laughs> that demonstrates your commitment to your craft. It's a, you know, I know some people, they, they design around footwear, and so it's, I, I feel it, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, you travel a lot. Um, I do, yes. I'm very fortunate so. enough to travel. <laughs> what is the, your favorite country you visited oh, ever? Oh, man. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a place I would definitely like to go back to is Malta. It was just a really cool little country it's in the mediterranean and i had no idea how crucial it was during you know war times and like how how long that little tiny island has actually been there it's mm. it's just off the coast of sicily and um just the culture there was really unique and i think oftentimes when people travel that you know you want to try to hit the big ones you want to go to spain you want to go to england you want to you know go to china whatever it is but sometimes finding those little gems is a really nice surprise. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the thing that I liked about it. And I will say this, as someone who, you know, has been to Tuscany and loves the Tuscan light, everything in Malta throughout the day had this beautiful golden glow. Ooh. 
Like, it was, like, golden hour all the time. Wow. I totally get why they filmed Game of Thrones there. Wow. You know? Because it is truly just beautiful light. And it's yeah. very inspiring there. And everything is made of, like, this beautiful, like, sandstone, this limestone. Um, so the whole city kind of glows a little That's bit. That's so cool. It's very cool. That I'll add magical. it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, t- take a trip to Malta. I wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah. Okay, so we're in Malta. Mm-hmm. What was your best day out and what jewelry did you wear? Oh, all right. <laughs> so we actually had dinner on this beautiful castle, and it's this. Oh. It looks o- overlooks the water. You know, you get to watch all the big, beautiful yachts come in. Fantastic. I had on this black, uh, like boat neck um, top, and I wanted to wear this big, beautiful, like bib necklace, and I really, really wanted to wear it with this, and I was like. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be hot. Like, it's going to be heavy. Yeah. So I actually traded it out for some giant earrings. Nice. All right. So one of the stitches that I love to do is I love brick stitch. And one of my favorite things is to do brick stitch um, on a curve. So Ooh. it kind of became this beautiful fan oh of these silver Miyuki Delica beads. And it was just like they just shimmered and i loved it and i you know and it was warm that day so i'm like hair's going up and it was just these big earrings that i just i just love to wear and then i and then i forewent the necklace you know i thought i I really thought that's what i wanted to wear with it and i was like you know i'm just not feeling it so game time decision did the necklace make an appearance elsewhere on the trip Oh, it absolutely did. <laughs> on, on on that whole trip, uh, when we went to Malta, we were also fortunate enough. We did uh, the south of France. We were in Nice for a day or two. Um, and then we went to Monaco. And that necklace actually made its appearance in the Monte Carlo Casino. Ah, so, wow. Fantastic. Very, I, had, I had to wear all the glitz for that day. <laughs> it, um, it had its time to shine. Like, it literally. did. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so speaking of traveling do what sort of like travel shopping do you do do like jewelry wise do you like to buy like can you buy uh like supplies and materials or do you buy finished pieces while you're traveling or um a little bit of both yeah it depends you know uh i always love admiring another designer's work Mm -hmm. um and i'm always very proud to wear it i know oftentimes i'll get stopped and i've I've literally sold pieces off of my body Uh um you know but I, I like to wear other designers. I know some jewelry designers prefer not to do that. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, but there was a great glass designer when I was in Venice. And not only did like they make incredible glass beads, mm-hmm. but they had these beautiful pendants. And so it's, it's an interesting thing when you come to be um, a designer and knowing that the glass drop focal that I used in this piece... We call it, you know, kind of hang a thing on the thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, where it's, it's a truly, technical term. Exactly. Where it's truly just an earring hook and, you know, maybe just a, a jump ring and you, you put it together and yeah. you let that pendant shine. Did I feel like I designed that piece, that earring? Not really. Right. You know, you like, make, you make like decisions. Yeah. Like I, I constructed begins. it, <laughs> but really that focal was, was that designer. So, you know, if anybody ever asks me about that particular piece, I, I kind of point them in the right direction, but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I, I like to I like to wear my own stuff mostly because, you know, people tend to ask me about it. And then, mm-hmm. trust me, the second I'm at a party or an event or a dinner and someone's like, what do you do? And I say, I'm a jewelry designer. They're like, did you design that? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, you got to be ready. Experience oh, that. Yeah. Like, you got to yeah, be ready. Anytime you're wearing any, any knitted, you know, hat yes. or anything, you know, it's a creator thing. Yes. <laughs> 
we like to say like like because sometimes I didn't. I just bought it from the store, but I'm like, no, but I could have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you That's go. Our favorite answer. Um, so you mentioned shopping. What are your best resources now? Like, where do you? Where's your go-to? Uh, where you like to get supplies? Sure. Yeah. So, like I said, I still like to go to the gem shows. Uh, we have a couple out here in California that are really fantastic. Um, if you ever see me there, please stop and say hi. Um, <laughs> but I I like to shop at Eureka Crystal Beads. They have a lot of really great uh, really great resources. And believe it or not, I've had good luck on Amazon. Hmm. But I will say that you really have to read the fine print and don't be afraid to return stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you know, you'll get it from like this third party and it's it's really difficult to know. But I will say that I have been doing this for a long time. So one of the biggest things um, that people don't realize is millimeters and how tiny they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at a ruler. Yeah. Uh, so I, I sit there and I shop with my calipers, you know, even just to like kind of visually like, okay, 12 millimeters, like, I, you know, and I know things um just off the top of my head but yeah. when i'm trying to put things together in a design when i'm shopping online that's the toughest thing mm-hmm. yeah. there's a size difference but they next to each other they all look the same <laughs> yeah and, and i'll even look at some listings that have the ruler on there mm-hmm. and it, and sometimes like just in your brain you need another piece you know either putting a quarter next to it or something that you're more familiar with mm-hmm. can be really really helpful but yeah they bl- they blow it up to show you know the, the beautiful bead or mm-hmm. pendant or whatever it may be um, but I will say it's once you know your brands, uh, shopping for stuff on a place like Amazon or even Michael's or something like that, uh, can be really, really easy. You know, Beatalon is a good brand. You know, you know that like, this is what you like to use, you know, Tr- like Tronics is my go-to for my tools. They are very expensive, but they have lasted me many, many, many years. Yeah. You know, so tools are worth spending money on that. And that's, yeah. that's how I feel like I understand that if you're just getting into it, yeah. maybe not right away, but once you kind of get the hang of it. Those nice tools yeah. will help you out a lot. I always get tripped up on the whole size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, what I thought I could do with that, I cannot. Because I can't even get a needle through there. So yeah. So you know. So that's the bead needle is super important. <laughs> well, and I mean, even the needle has a, their own sizes, yeah. you know, just as, as you know, ladies with, uh, you know, knitting, there's different crochet hooks and yep. uh, knitting needle sizes, so. Yeah, it all it all matters. Yes. <laughs> all right. So jewelry making is a broad spectrum. Sure. <laughs> what are your top three favorite techniques? Mm, okay. Or, uh, or like like directions because there's these <laughs> stitching, etc. I was just thinking. Like. I'm like, it seems I am not a jewelry maker. I don't wear a lot of jewelry, so it's not something that like is inspiring for me to do personally. But it's something that I think is so cool, and I always love when like I'm seeing other people do it. And I'm like, that looks fun. That's something I could try and do, you know. <laughs> but it seems like Anne said like it's such a like a big thing. Like there's so many different ways to make jewelry, you know. Absolutely, I would say that you know there's obviously many different categories but one of the things that i really enjoy is i really enjoy bead weaving Mm -hmm. i know for some people it makes their head spin and they just absolutely hate the tiny beads yeah but i love the kind of mosaic feel of it you know when you are creating a pattern i love creating patterns it's one of my favorite things to do Mm -hmm. uh 
But I love uh, peyote bead stitching. I'll do loom. Brick stitch is actually uh, become one of my most favorite things, especially when you incorporate it into other designs. I think that's one of the things that I'm best known for is taking, you know, a piece of bead weaving that you think would just be the bead weaving. And then I add chain to it and then I add a gemstone and, uh-huh. then, you know, and then I add some wire to it. Um, so it's really kind of what can I do to elevate that design? So I love bead weaving. Um, I I enjoy stringing, but again, that's where I get a little nutty in terms of like, what can I add to it? You yeah, know, always what can I add to it? Yeah. Um, but you know, I do a lot of I do a lot of wire work. I would not say that I am uh, a wire wrapping master. I oh, think that people your wire wrapping's excellent. The videos, yeah. no, that, the videos you, I saw it. some great videos. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very inspiring. Oh, well, thank you, ladies. <laughs> thank you. You want to grow to improve it. Like, you know, and, and that's striving. I was going to say that's that's one of the areas that I'm always like, I'm really impressed with people who are just massively excellent at it and like who really do um, some some great things with like some flat wires and everything like that. One of the techniques that I did not think I would like, and it's probably one of my most favorite Zen things, and it's the it's the project I take on the plane. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason I take it take on the plane. plane. All right. We're oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So the thing that I like to do is because it's something you can set up and you can finish it and then, you know, you don't have to use any tools because that's always the thing. You know, uh-huh. usually usually when I'm doing like short hop trips, I'm not checking a bag, right? So I'm not checking my tools and all that stuff. It's kumihimo. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. I have done that okay. before. Kumihimo. <laughs> kumihimo looks very similar to bead okay. crochet, Karen you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll get you learning. <laughs> yeah, it looks really similar to bead crochet. And, and oftentimes people will say, like, well, why would you do one over the other? I'd be like, well, because this one I don't need any tools for. Yeah. You know, everything everything that you would do with it is is soft. You can set up your disc, put it in your bag, and then just yeah. kind of do it on the plane. That sounds like, like it would be great for travel. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, and it's very right. zen. It just, it just takes your mind off yeah. of, you know, yeah. whatever you're doing well, at the time. Well, it's the so. big girl's friendship. Bracelet. I was going to say, it reminds me of the friendship <laughs> bracelets I made when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> the big girl's but, but it is legit and yeah. elevated. Oh, yeah. And, and you're saying the, the friendship bracelets I made when I was eight aren't? No, they are. <laughs> they, they absolutely are. are. You, yeah, because you're supposed to wear them till, you, till they fall off. Oh, I certainly sure. did. There are some of your former third grade classmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still <laughs> wearing them. Still yeah. They're holding on. But yeah, Kumahima has become one of the one of the, the things that I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And I and I looked at it the first time and I was like, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. What are some, because uh, you, you just shared that you really like to mix media. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some textures you have been doing Kumahima? Yeah, you know, I, um, so one of the things that I'll use when I do like pearl knotting is griffin silk. And they make griffin silk in thicker, you know, sizes. And I was like, I bet I can put that in Kumahimo. Ooh. So that's one of the ones that I use a lot. Other than that, I'll use like an Eslon. But I like to create patterns with the beads that go on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big proponent of testing out what color thread looks the best. Because mm-hmm. like I did a project, um, oh God, maybe a couple years ago now where I thought white thread was going to look great throughout it. It was like, it was like white and gold and sand and Mm -hmm. like rose gold. But then I finished it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know what? I should have done a different color thread for each strand Mm. so that it twirled on the inside. And I did it. And then I looked at, I, I, I do this a lot with my designs. I A, B it. And I'm like, yep, that one's better. You know? Yeah. (laughs) One, I, I, I was right, you know, in, in my instinct. Oftentimes, you know, I'm like, eh, maybe I was, maybe it was fine the first time. You go with your gut. 
but you. but yeah, I I love to kind of A B designs like that because you don't know until you know. And I did a video on YouTube about editing your designs, and it was really interesting because I asked people to comment which one they liked the best. Mm-hmm. And the comments were all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, just, I mean, this is a creative endeavor and people will always like something over something else, but you don't know until you see it side by side, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of a cool thing about what we do. Yep. Yeah. All very subjective. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, so where would you advise someone to start if they have never made any jewelry before? Like, what's a great starting point? I would say start with, Learning your basic jewelry tools, Mm -hmm. meaning your flush cutters, your round nose pliers, and your chain nose pliers. There are so many designs you can do just with those three tools. Mm -hmm. They're very, you know, and there are so many, you know, entry-level versions of that. But I would say start with hang a thing on a thing. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Learn how to make a simple wire loop. Learn how to open a jump ring, you know, and and the reason I, when I started my channel, that's where I wanted to start. I was like, I got to tell people where to start, you yeah. know, like the basics. Because you'll realize that people will go to the store and they'll buy a pretty bead mm-hmm. or a pretty pendant or a pretty charm and go, great, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and that just using those cold connections like that, I think is a great place to start because then you can start to put things together. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to build the foundation for yourself as a jewelry designer because it's not necessarily about knowing exactly how to do the technique perfectly Uh it's about seeing how it all fits together yeah and that's where it's like get some head pins get some jump rings you Mm -hmm. know there are some like great little uh multi-pack things like that that you can get even at michael's Mm -hmm. you know so you want to go and you want to pick it out yourself you don't want to buy it online i totally support that um you know michael's joanne's anyone who will sell jewelry Mm -hmm. you can get one of those little cool multi-packs yeah and just start putting stuff together and figure out what you like. So you do like uh, be, uh, tutorials and things on your Instagram and on your, your YouTube, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So if somebody is looking for um, like a resource, like what, well, first of all, shout out your Instagram or, you know, oh, your yes. YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, what other sort of resources do you find out there to be helpful? Yeah, there are, I mean... I call it YouTube University. Yep. Um, but you can find me at Cat Sylvia Designs, mm-hmm. and that's me on TikTok and Instagram as well. If you ever have any questions, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to start, DM me. I get I get questions all the time, you know, about various materials to use or you know design ideas or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Because also the great thing about those platforms is that you can actually send me a video. Yeah. You know, I've had people do that if they're stuck on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say YouTube University. The best thing you can do is try to look at a design that you enjoy at a store. Okay. And let's say you're like, oh, okay, I want to know how to make that. I've gone, I've bought pieces of jewelry and taken them apart. Yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of like if you can take it apart, you can try to figure out how to put it back together. Definitely. And the more you watch some videos, you'll start to understand the construction. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, I, I, I want to say this to anybody who's just starting out. If your simple wire loops aren't perfectly round, they're a little smushed, that's okay. They'll get there. Yep. Don't, don't worry about that, you yep. know? Try to understand that, like, how something is constructed and mm-hmm. possibly why it was done that way, you know? Like I said earlier, I like to try to turn things on their head. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Um, but it's still all about those basic maneuvers. I think if you're having trouble, if you're stuck, contact someone like me who's nice, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, or if you're watching a YouTube video, 
I would say the tough thing is on YouTube, if you find a tutorial and let's say it's six years old, right. that person might not really be checking their messages anymore. Right. So try to maybe find something similar that's a little bit more updated um, for someone who you can reach out to. But also take some live classes. There are a lot of bead shows out there that, you know, are in any major city. Try to get in and physically take a class yeah. with an instructor. Yeah. Even if it's a very basic thing, you'll get to see them and how they do it and how they move their hands so that you're really yeah. getting a chance to watch. I know sometimes with YouTube videos, you're, you're watching it and you're like, wait, 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 get your hand out of the way, you know? Like, yeah. like I can't see, yeah. I can't see, do it again, do it again, you know? We here at Strings and Things Studio are very big proponents for in-person classes, yeah. so yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we did not coach her to give that answer. No. <laughs> well, but but, yes, take right. a class. <laughs> but it's very true as a creator. It's like, wait, 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 do it, do it, do it again, but yeah. slower, you know? Or you just need someone to point, like, right there, that right there, and you're like, okay, thank you, you know? Yes, like, I just couldn't get it, Yes, you know? yeah. Um... So talking about other like online resources and stuff, can you shout out any other creators that like inspire you? Anything come to the top of your mind? Yeah. So one of the one of the creators I worked with, uh, I have a longstanding relationship with her. She's an incredible designer. And I would recommend her to anyone who wants to get into truly mixed media, mm -hmm. which is using, you know, leather and uh, resin and um, crystal clay. Her name is Becky Nunn. Mm -hmm. And she is the CEO of Nun Design, which is N-U-N-N. -N. Okay. Um, and she is an incredible creator. She is always really looking to do something different. She's based up in uh, upstate Washington, and uh, she travels around. She teaches classes. But, yeah, she is the, the go-to resin, you know, if you want to kind of work that in. Mm -hmm. She does beautiful things that look like French enamel. Just incredible. But I love that she not only creates her own pieces so you can buy non-design pieces, uh -huh. um, but the way that she incorporates them into the designs that she creates to help sell them are just really fascinating. It makes you want to go, huh, like, how could, how could I do something like that? Yeah. How could I take what she does, turn it on its head, you know, really kind of make it your own? And I think uh, she's one of the most incredible designers I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Mm -hmm. Well, when you are a self-motivated creator creative um it's hard to separate your work life and creative pursuits with your personal life and um that's something i there you, there's a hot tip you gave one time that i'm not sure you're gonna remember having talked about <laughs> but um i want to touch on what what do you do to kind of make that work fun life separation in your day because you you run your day. You're self-employed, self-making yeah. self it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'll I'll tell you the the flashback one later. <laughs> okay, I was I was like, oh, now I'm nervous. I'm no, gonna I hit it. Sure, yeah, but, but it's a good one. But but what do you do to protect your time and make those divisions in your day to make sure that you're you're getting some balance? I think, you know, like a lot of people, you know, you have to have some type of a morning routine. Now, sometimes it's 10 minutes, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm lucky and fortunate enough to get an hour to myself, you know, in the morning, but having that set up my day, knowing the things that I have to get done and the things that I'd like to get done, I, that's how I have to compartmentalize things in, in some ways. Like, yeah, I'd like to, you know, work on a new design today. I'd like to work on a new video idea but I have to get my newsletter done, you know, so that, so you do the things that you don't want to do first, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but then you get to have 
fun in the afternoon, you know? So I think for me, it's, it's just about choosing the hardest things that you have to get done that day. But also there are some days where it's just not coming to me, you know, like it just, it's just not happening. Balance isn't, isn't, isn't a, like, a goal. It's, yeah. It's and, not and, always attained. And every day is not the same, you know? Yeah. Um, like I said, there are some days where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really inspired. I want to create, create, create. Some days I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at my stash and I got nothing, you know? Well, that's when you go shopping. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's when it's dangerous to go shopping. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there are so many times where I'm just like, you know, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it today. Like, yeah. and that's, and that's when I'm like, you know what? Let me take care of the spreadsheets that I need to deal with, you know? Yeah. Let me, let me check in to YouTube. Let me, let me answer questions. Let me, let me do that. Um, so I think because there are so many different facets to what I do. I get an opportunity to go, you know, what, what, what can I do today? What has to get done today? You right. know, and, and what can I maybe work on later? I mean, like I said, um, doing Kumihima was a, a little bit of a Zen like experience. So I never really start my day with it. It's something that I'll do, you know, watching, right. down, watching the on, yeah. on Amazon, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I'll watch my favorite show and, yep. and that's, that's when I do that. Um, because I, it's pretty pure eye candy. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched that in literally one night. <laughs> Okay, Kevin, go to bed. It's fine. Like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I'm I'll be up for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the thing you shared, I, actually, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was you or one of your one of your friends. Mm-hmm. You, we were all talking about like what we do to get get out of our work day, and um, I think it was you who said when you get home, you get straight in your pajamas. Oh yeah. And you change out of your work clothes, mm-hmm. and you are done with your work day and in your pajamas. And when I'm in like a grind, 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 grind mode, I bring that out. Yeah. I'm like, I, when I get home, I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes such a it's, <laughs> it's just like a little like reset in your brain too. Cause this happened to me the other night. Like I had a really busy day. I was at work. I came home. I like sat down and I'm like, okay, it's time to relax. I got my knitting out. And I'm like, I don't feel relaxed. I feel anxious because I've got that like energy from my day. And I'm like, I think I just need to change my clothes. So I took my work clothes off. I put my jammies on and I was like, okay, I feel better now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes I, I have to go a little stronger with the medicine, which is um, I take a bubble bath and then. There you go. Then, that works yeah. too. Cause, cause, yeah, some pour a you know, <laughs> cup of tea, cup of wine, whatever, whatever yep. is your flavor. But yeah, I think, um, you know, especially for anybody who is working from home and, you know, I'm sure many people had that experience over the last several years, but you have to find, um, you have to find a dedicated space. Yeah. If it's, you know, a card table, if it's, you know, a chair, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you have to kind of have a little bit of square footage that's your work square footage, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I'm fortunate enough right now to have a, a room at my disposal, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people. But when I started, I had a bead tray, right? The bead tray was my little s- station. Instead of having everything spilled over the kitchen table, which, you know, I, I, I know I'm speaking to somebody. Um, <laughs> but instead of having everything spill out, it, everything was contained within this small bead tray, you know. And it was no larger than, you know, a big notebook opened up, right? But that was my that was my little sanctuary. That was my space, you know. And I had to have my space mm-hmm. that I could move and, you know, it could travel with me. But that was the one thing that um, I would say. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Um, that would be the one thing that I would say to anyone is, is just make sure that you have a little bit of space, but yeah, changing into your pajamas, change, just changing out of work clothes. You know, it's the same where if you get home and you put on your gym clothes right away, 
you're going to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, it's so much more like, but if you sit down, mm -mm, it's probably not going to happen, you know, like, and we've all been there. Yeah. But anytime I feel really creatively stunted, I'll do something that is outside of my creativity. Mm -hmm. Meaning if I'm really stuck on a design or I really don't know what to do, or I don't know what video to do this week. I don't know what people want, you know, I'll bake cupcakes, you know, like I do something just, creative use your energy somewhere else exactly but still i'm using my hands i'm thinking that way yeah you know i'll be like you know elbow deep and batter and i'm like i got it you know so it'll like it'll click in a different way yeah that sort of leads me into my next question i had was like i have a great suggestion next time you're feeling that way can you make scotch eggs (laughs) (laughs) i I hear they're very labor intensive (laughs) they they are Cat made those once for a holiday, and mm-hmm. she's never gonna do it again. <laughs> I will, I will, I so promise. Maybe someday. Um, Easter's coming. <laughs> that's very appropriate for Easter. So I'm assuming that you are. This is an assumption that you are like us in that you are a creative person, right? So I usually find that I can't always focus my creative energy on one hobby or activity or whatever so I always like to say that I collect hobbies I'm like I've tried a hundred things they don't always take but like I've you know I've dipped my toe in the water so what other sort of hobbies do you enjoy like you mentioned like baking that are separate from your jewelry making yeah I love I love cooking um I'm always looking for like new recipes and new techniques and everything Mm -hmm. um you know I will say this people always expect that at one point I've tried my hand at painting okay and that is absolutely not true. Yeah. I it's just one it's just <laughs> one medium that I've I've always been I, I admire. I love art, you know, like mm-hmm. put me in the Louvre and I'm happy for days. Yeah. I won't do it though. I just I I know that if I start that Yeah. It it could be the very beginning of a new obsession, mm. you know. And oh, we all have those. Yeah, we I all think have I, those. yeah, I think I just Shoe admire it so much. Yeah, exactly. Never, I only have the book. Um, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm it always starts with the book, doesn't it? Yeah. I know that it's going to be an. There are some things I'm not allowed to touch. I'm like, no, Stay we're not. Glass. Glass. Give a Stay glass. Yeah. What, what was, you had one too? What was yours? It was so good. Leatherworking. Leatherworking. Okay. I'm like, yeah. I would love to learn how to do that, but I just, I just can't touch that. Yeah. All right now. Sure. Have you worked with black garlic? I have not worked with black garlic. (laughs) I have a black garlic maker, and it's so much cheaper to make it than it is to buy it. But she didn't even know it was a thing she wanted. But (laughs) now I I, I love garlic, and I'm very interested in this. Black garlic is a whole nother level. (sighs) That's amazing. It's instantly caramel. I mean, it takes about seven to nine days, and when it comes out, it's... All the bitterness is gone, mm. and you, it's, I don't know, this is not, I have some in my dog, in my office. <laughs> Field trip. Uh, all right, well, Karen gets her garlic. Uh, all right, I have one more technical question sure. for you. What is something that you added to your, like, toolbox or, or a, less than a $100 purchase that you made in the last year that had made the biggest change to your, um, your craft or your quality of work you're doing? Mm, okay. Uh, and if it's more than a year, best well, ever. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say one of the best things that I did, and this would speak to anybody who does stringing, is I got the Zuron 4-in-1 crimping pliers. And I did not know what I was missing because crimping pliers are not always the same. Mm-hmm. 
And I was having a big struggle using just a generic crimping plier that the main difference between the two is one will give you a bean-like shape. So it kind of looks a little bit like a kidney bean. Mm -hmm. The Zurons give you a V. And I have found that to be significantly more secure. So is it a little better about separating the two? Yes. Because I don't trust. Because I'll do the first crimp and mm-hmm. then I'll do the fold over. But I use two crimp beads because I don't trust one ever. And I like because one of my favorite things to string is heavier gemstones. Mm. I would use heavier wire and, and bigger, you know, and like and bigger. And, and I it, it just got to a point where I was like, nothing's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not to say that the other crimping pliers don't work because yeah. they absolutely do. Or you find your way. Like you, you, find, <laughs> you find your way. Yeah, you used it. <laughs> but that was one of the tools where I was like, oh, my God, where has this been? You know, Very so I started cool. using it. And it's also just an incredibly universal tool because it is its own chain nose plier as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like having that one always at my disposal. If I need to repair anything, fix anything, that's probably one of my best go to tools um, for doing anything like that, like stringing. Mm-hmm. So. Very cool. That's yeah. a hot tip. Yeah. I like the things. The accoutrement. Yeah. The tools. Yeah. Like, They're like, tools. I'm telling you, when I have that big, beautiful kitchen of my dreams, I'm getting a whole, like, pastry set. Yeah. You know? Like, I, like I want to decorate and everything, you know? Um. So, so you teach jewelry making, right? And we teach all kinds of other things. But, like, what is it about teaching that you love so much? Because I could tell you, like, the things that I love about teaching, and I'm assuming are probably the same reasons why you love teaching people Mm -hmm. to do the thing that you're excited about, too. I think I love watching it click for somebody. Yes. You know, that's that's the biggest reward. And then to also watch somebody else go off and, you know, create their own business Mm -hmm. based off of something that they were able to do from from your teachings. Um, on my YouTube channel, I'm really focused on not only the techniques, yep. but I'm really stepping into the arena of teaching you how to run a business. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you price your jewelry? Yeah. You know, like how do you, how do you deal with being at a show? Those are really important skills that not everybody talks about and that you have to learn for yourself sometimes. So I think yeah, that's important. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people who really enjoy making their own jewelry, sometimes they just want to make it for yeah. their mom, their yeah. sister, their friends, you know, and that's totally fine the buck can totally stop there Mm -hmm. but if you want to take it that step further and and really just explore that you know i think that's one of the things that i bring uniquely to the table with um, my youtube channel but i just i just love watching it light people up you know they're learning something creative and i think them getting able to you know being able to step back and go, I need that, you yeah. know? And the first time they get a compliment on something they yeah. need, like, oh. like that that warms my heart so much, you know? <laughs> but also, I've worked with a lot of people who are, you know, they kind of want to just throw their hands up the air and they're so frustrated. And I'm just yeah. like, no, 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 let's take a step back. And then I like to work through it with them. Mm-hmm. And I never, like, I've had instructors in the past who were like, oh, just do it again, just do it again, just do it again. Just keep doing it the same way. I was like... If I keep doing it the same that's way, not you. yeah, I was like, that's not helpful. Yeah, you like, need to know what you're doing off, so yeah. you can do it to satisfaction. Exactly, yeah. and I and I understand there are different teaching methods methods out there, but I really like to sit with somebody and explain. Okay, here's what you did wrong. Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Now you could have kept going, and it could have ended up like this, but let's take two steps back because you went one step too far and you right. were kind of correcting the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I find that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no, 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 you're, you're actually, you were fine there. 
it was two steps back that you made the mistake. Yeah. But that's okay. Here's how to adjust, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's going, oh, okay, you know? And, yeah. And then, then that, that's a that's a nice rewarding feeling. And kind of watching somebody work through it themselves, I yeah. think, is, is helpful. And I think that they learn better as opposed to, no, just do it like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, people are doing this for fun like to have fun exactly right it should yeah, be fun. To have fun and be creative it should be fun let's be yeah. nice yeah. yeah yeah it is it's it's very gratifying when you you because you can literally see the light bulb yep. like like their mind they're yeah, like go, oh yeah okay i got it and it's like yes i did it it's like <laughs> a little magic with, with a little person. pop of energy comes off yeah they're like oh and i never know that's what I always say. People are like, oh, I'm so glad I took the class for that one thing. I yes. never know what that one thing is. Like, nope. I wish I could know for everybody. I'm like, here's the hot tip. But it's like, I don't know. I'm just going to throw all my tips at you because I don't know which one's going to be the best. Here's all of my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Every time, like, you see somebody successfully make something, too, to me, it's like their little tiny grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is my baby. This person into this new creative vent- venture. We're put they that right off. on the fridge. Yeah. yeah. And they went off and they like made their own little creative babies. And you're like, oh, there's my little grandbaby. <laughs> creativity. Yeah. I, uh, I've had a, I had a student years ago and, you know, I, I kept working with them on a technique that is really difficult in my mind even to perfect. And, they were so determined and they were like, look, I, I, I just need help. Can you please help me with creating, like just finishing this pattern? I was mm-hmm. like, sure, I'm not going to design it for you. Here's what I might do. Here's three other options. Here's like three other roads you can take. So I was really like trying to present some options so that they still felt ownership over it. Mm-hmm. But what was really cool is, you know, they took all of the options I gave them. And actually went a different route. Mm. But I feel like she couldn't have gotten to that. Yeah. You know, maybe unless I kind of presented some things that she was like, eh, no, yeah. no, not quite, you know. But then she was able to push through creatively. And she ended up winning a competition with that piece. That's so cool. And I thought that was so cool. And I was like, yeah. see, I didn't do that. Nope. You, d- you did that. Yeah. You did that all by yourself, you know? Yeah. She's That's like, awesome. but you helped. I was like, no, I didn't. Oh, you can, <laughs> you know? you can own helping under it all because you unlocked that. And that's and that's Wait, the great that thing, yeah. Is like sometimes it just it's that click that that unlocking of oh I get it or like oh now I know what to do or ooh what if I do this instead yeah. you know and it actually ends up being a cool creative um, experience for them. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we uh, are at our about time limit for today. So I wanted to say especially like thank you so much for driving out here to come <laughs> sit and talk with us. That was awesome. Um, and again, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, on YouTube at Cat Sylvia Designs. Uh, that is my YouTube channel, and then I have um, I've you know of course am over on Instagram uh, where I do live tutorials as well. So you mm-hmm. can kind of just hang out with me while I do some jewelry making. Love uh, that. And of course, over on TikTok where I share some extra little tips and tutorials. Uh, if any of you have any questions about something you're working on or want to get into it and just need a little assistance please feel free to message me there. I, I am there to help. You know, that's the, that's the thing I love doing. I love yeah. teaching. I love helping. So cool. That's Cat awesome. Sylvia Designs. Thanks. Woo-hoo. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's episode, this month's episode of our podcast. Be sure to check in mid month for our book club episode. Um, we are reading a book called How to Make Paper When the World is Ending. 
and I can't off the top of my head remember the design or the, the designer. Dallas Woodburn. Yes. Thank you. Um, Who she thanked us on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also really sent sweet. us a message. She's going to send us a little like care package because she's a local author. I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Good. I did. <laughs> um, so watch out for that episode coming in a few weeks and be sure to check out our Patreon. And I think that's it. Strings Unraveled is a production of Strings and Things Studio with Anne Leckervin Cazzoli, Katie Von Rader Fraker, and Karen Wilmoth. Recorded and edited by Katie Von Rader Fraker. Find us online at stringsandthingsstudio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at Strings and Things Studio. You can email us at stringsandthingsinfo at gmail.com. 